breath and no sense of humour. His only redeeming feature was that he'd introduced Annie to Dixieland jazz, the only true love they shared. As a last resort, she'd been prepared to relinquish her virginity to him to see if he had any talent in that direction. Had he been an exciting lover, she might have overlooked his other deficiencies, but in the event, although she was inexperienced in such matters herself, she sincerely hoped that there'd be more exciting lovers for her in the future than Raymond Desmond Dunford. On the one and only occasion she'd shared his bed, he climaxed within two minutes and was snoring two minutes after that, leaving her Virgo intacta and wondering what all the fuss was about. Annie had arrived at a crucial point in her life, where she was going to dictate its course. Her one and only shot at living wasn't going to be ruined by a bunch of crooks who didn't care a hoot for her, or a man who was incapable of providing the deep love she would never know if she stayed with him. So she was waiting for the opportune moment to dump him. The trouble was, unlike her father and brothers, Annie wasn't a cruel person and didn't want to hurt him. Ray wasn't cruel or nasty to her. He was a generous man who treated her with respect and affection. But she didn't love him. She knew there must be more to love than the feelings she had for Ray. Had he gone with another woman, she might have been disappointed, but not heartbroken. She might even have been relieved. Ray wasn't capable of breaking her heart. There was nothing else for it. He had to go. But tonight might not be the ideal time. For her birthday, he'd given her a beautiful gold necklace with a diamond solitaire pendant. Annie absolutely loved it and wished he hadn't given her it. She'd only have to give it back. Still, it'd do no harm to wear it until the right moment came along. The room was smoky, the atmosphere relaxed, and the audience in good humour, because they all had one thing in common, Dixieland jazz, and outside of New Orleans, there was no better place than this to hear it. In fact, there were few bands inside New Orleans as good as the Tubby Blake Band. As in most Dixieland bands, the lead instrument was the trumpet. In this band, it was played by blind Oscar McGee, born and bred in New Orleans and brought over to London by Tubby. But as good as Oscar was, his playing was often outshone by the clarinet of Chaz Chaloner, who, besides Tubby, was the only other native Briton in the band. The laughter and murmur of conversation fell silent, and the audience looked expectantly at the stage as Chaz got to his feet, ready for his solo. The piano player, Duke Wellington, played him in. Chaz's solo performance of Body and Soul brought an extra 30 people a night into the Denmark Street Club. This added around £20 to the night's takings, and an extra £2 a night to Chaz's wage packet, although the other band members didn't know this. Tubby Blake had told them all not to discuss money with each other and warned Chaz, You're on the higher rate, son, and I don't want the lower rate guys making a fuss. Musicians are rarely short of self-belief. Every man who played in the band believed himself to be singled out by virtue of his superior talent. In fact, Chaz... Blind Oscar, Duke Wellington, and banjo player Monty Finiston were the star performers in the eight-piece band, but the ensemble playing of the others ably supported them and helped make them the best jazz band in London. 
Annie's eyes stayed glued to Chaz throughout every note of his clarinet solo. Ray had sneaked a bunch of flowers to the management to be handed to her by the band. As Chaz finished the number, the flowers were produced and given to him to present to her. Apart from being a talented young musician, he was also the glamour boy of the band. At five feet seven, he wasn't a big man, but what he lacked in stature he made up for in good looks and personality. Ray was beginning to think he'd made a mistake in having the flowers presented by the charismatic clarinet player. Ladies and gentlemen, began Chaz. Tonight is the twentieth birthday of a beautiful young lady in our audience, and these flowers are a gift from Ray, her lucky fiancé. So, could Annie join me on stage now while we all sing the birthday song? Blushing with embarrassment.